everybody, Pastor Chris here. Thanks for listening to our Market Street Podcast. Wherever you're joining us from, we hope today's message helps you in your walk with Jesus. For more ways to connect, visit us at marketstreetchurch.org. So just to piggyback what Pastor Jason was saying about how exciting it is that we get to be a part of something where our community, families in our community come to our buildings and, and hang out with us. And we get the opportunity, the privilege to serve them. Already this summer, we had what we call a day camp. Um, and there was a, almost 100 kids uh, signed up at our day camp. Uh, they, it was at max capacity. Um, and we're certain of this. We're certain that at least a hand full of kids accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior. So how exciting is that, isn't that? So if you're a Christian, if you're a Jesus follower, um, man, heaven had a party when that happened, and um, heaven is still having parties when people come to know Jesus as their Lord and Savior. And so that's really the purpose, that's the goal, that's why we do what we do, it's why we invite people to come uh, to, to our building over at the community center, center is where we're going to have it. Normally it's here, but now we have this amazing building over just... Uh, just a mile down the road um, that we can invite families to come and hang out with us. And, and ultimately, ultimately, we can share Jesus with them. Ultimately, that we can share Jesus with them. So uh, sort of Star Wars is our, is our theme. Um, and um, so I'm, I'm going to try to do the best I can to use my Jedi mind tricks uh, on these kids. Uh, and, and so basically with the Jedi mind trick that I have, I'm going to tell them, you will be a Jesus Jedi you will be a Jesus Jedi. If you know Star Wars, you know what I'm talking about. So uh, that's, that's the, my, did I just do that to you? You're like, I want to, I will, I will be a Jesus Jedi. I will. Um, let me try this one. You will volunteer if you haven't already. You will volunteer if you haven't already. You're like, no, that one didn't work. That one didn't work for me. All right, so uh, we're talking about Ezekiel. We're, we're doing a, just a little uh, book study, uh, this Old Testament uh, prophet by the name of Ezekiel. And uh, really the theme of Ezekiel is, hey, how do we go from stoned hearts to softened hearts? You know, and I don't know about you, but I think maybe the last couple years have been maybe challenging for you in, in a way that you just have felt like, you know, I just feel a little resentful, jealousy, bitterness, envy, just anger frustration, aggravation, all these things that you kind of feel over these last, especially these last number of, you know, couple years. Um, and it's just, your heart just has just, it's not as soft as it was, right? It's not as soft as it was. And so maybe that's you. You just sort of had this feel, this, these, these feelings, these emotions uh, that are real, real feelings, real emotions, and it's created the sort of this hardened heart inside of us. Maybe you just, maybe you're at a, a place in your spiritual life where you just sort of have these, you feel a dryness, uh, you, and, and you just looking for just a, a fresh, uh, a refreshing of, of, of a, your spiritual life and, and that dry spiritual life that you, you're feeling right now, man, you just need like a boost, you know, you just need a jolt of, of faith. And so Ezekiel is a great book for us to really begin to have our hearts be softened and for us to get a, a fresh spirit, a fresh spirit about us uh, when it comes to our relationship with God and, and, and wanting to live for the glory of God. And so, and speaking of the glory of God, that that's really the bit, one of the biggest themes in the uh, book of Ezekiel is the glory of God or the glory of the Lord. 30 times, over 30 times in Ezekiel is that phrase, uh, either the glory of God or another phrase that is found, uh, the glory 
of the Lord, the glory of God or the glory of the Lord. So that's what we're going to talk about today. And so when we think about glory, at least I know I do, it's just this massively broad statement. And if you've grown up in church, you, you're a Jesus follower, you like, I've, I've, you know, I, I've heard that it's all for the glory of God or it's all for the glory of the Lord, but what is exactly, what does that mean exactly? So I'm going to try to, I am going to sort of speak into it in a, in a broad sense. And then um, by the end, try to give three specifics because I'm a preacher and I always have to have three points. So um, um, that's kind of how it works. So I sometimes try to just have one or two, but I'm like, well, there's a third one there, you know? And then I'm like, four is too many. So, so it's usually three seems to be the, a good number. So, uh, so I'm going to give three very, very specific things of what it looks, out, looks, what it looks like to live for the glory of God or uh, put it in another way, to live for the glory of the Lord. So glory, broad picture of the glory of God is, is found in Revelation 21, 23. And it says this, and the city has no need. And so this is talking about one day in eternity when we're all going to be there. If you know Jesus, if you're a Jesus follower, he says, he says when you're there in this, in this in this city, there's going to be no need of the sun or the moon to shine on it. So right now in this life, we have the sun, we have the moon, but in eternity, in heaven, in that city, there's gonna be no need. Why? For the glory of God has illuminated it. So, so brighter than the sun, right? Brighter than the shining sun. It, it, it's, all of its glory is, is brighter than that is the glory of God that will be illuminated in that place. And so um, the psalmist said, and, and we looked at the Psalm 19, uh, uh, you know, last week actually, and uh, Psalm 19, you know, at beginning of the Psalm 19 in, in verse number one says this, it says, the heavens tell of the glory of God and their expanse declares the works of his hand. So, so this, D- David who wrote Psalm 19, we looked at that last week, he said, hey, the heavens tell the glory of God, their, their expanse declares the works of his, of his hands. Proverbs says this, Solomon said this, he says, it is the glory of God to conceal a matter, but the glory of kings to search out a matter. Now, a, a, a loose version of, of the Bible, it's a paraphrase, and it's meant to really just be a help. It's called the Message Bible, written by Eugene Peterson. Here's what Eugene Peterson says about this verse. It says, God delights in concealing things. Scientists delight in discovering things. Now, I share that because of something that happened this week, and that was um, we were given some images, okay, that, that from, the, from a, a, a telescope called James Webb. Have you ever heard of the James Webb? Okay. And so the James Webb was sort of this uh, replacement of the, of the Hubble telescope, and, the, and they launched this, this massive James Webb telescope into space. Just, just so I know that you're with me, who, who knows the James Webb? Just a show of hands. Okay. If you're watching from home, chat, say yes, I know what you're talking about. So this, this massive telescope that went beyond, is like beyond what the Hubble could ever go, you know, way, 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 way out. And it's so big that when it unfolds and it captures the images of what's, what's going on out in space, it folds out to about the size of a tennis court. That's how big the, just this, this telescope is. And so it brought back 
this, this week some images. I just want to show you some of these images uh, that the James Webb took a picture of. This is just out there in, in the expanse of the universe. Here's one. Go to another one. There's another one, a picture that we have. Here's another one, okay? I got a couple more. There's one right there. Is this amazing? Is this incredible? You're like, what is that? I don't know. I have no idea. These are, I don't know. So here's another picture. That I, I, I did a little uh, digging into, into this one. Okay, this is a picture that, that was taken from the James Webb Telescope, okay? So you have to know this. Um, you have to know this. So the picture, the image that it's, that it's getting is, is very, very small. It's very, very small, okay? To, to give you a comparison of the, 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 the size of the image of the universe, of the galaxy that, or, uh, you know, that the expanse of the universe that this James Webb is taking here um, is, is like this. It, it'd be like taking a tennis ball or a baseball and then driving that tennis ball or that baseball 75 miles away. And that's how much of the galaxy that this picture is taking. The, the galaxy, the, the, the universe is so expand, expanse, the, the, so big that the image, this image here is only the size of a, what would a tennis ball be 75 miles away. From here, that's how small of this picture is. Now, just in that picture, so imagine this picture, size of a, it's the size of a tennis ball, 75 miles from here. Just in this picture, what looks like stars are actually galaxies. What looks like stars, these, these things, these are actually pictures of galaxies. There are billions and billions of not just stars, there's billions and billions of galaxies, galaxies. Now we live in a galaxy. Anybody know the name of our galaxy that we live in? Milky Way, the Milky Way galaxy. You're, you're, this is like science class all over again. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was just a candy bar, but now I know why they named it the Milky Way. Okay, so we live in just a galaxy. Out of billions of galaxies, we live in the one named the Milky Way galaxy. In the Milky Way galaxy, there's billions of stars. Billions of stars. One of the billions of stars is what we call the sun, right? One. The sun is just a run-of-the-mill star, out of billions of stars in our one little galaxy. And here we get a picture of not just a galaxy or stars, but we get a picture of billions and billions of galaxies. And that picture is just the size of a tennis ball 75 miles away. Our God did this. Our God did this. This is how expanse and this, 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 just this right here blows our mind. Just this right now, you're like, my head hurts, like thinking about this. And this is just a tennis ball image 75 miles away. That's what this is. Imagine how expanse it 
really is. We can't even wrap our mind. Our God made this, and what is concealed by God, God didn't, doesn't go out of his way to show us this. Science, science has to go out and build this James Webb telescope so that that thing can be launched out into the universe and get a small image of what? The glory of our God. So then God, in all of his glory, who came up by the words of his mouth, came up with not just this, but who knows how many more of these. He came up with that. And he, God, left his place in eternity. And he left heaven and he zipped through one galaxy after another galaxy, past another galaxy, past another galaxy, past another galaxy, past another galaxy. Oh, over there, there's the Milky Way galaxy. I'm going to head over to the Milky Way galaxy. Oh, the third rock from the run-of-the-mill star that they call the sun that they need to shelter themselves from. Yeah, that one, I'm going to head over to that planet called Earth where there's people that I created and I'm going to show up on the scene in a manger. I'm going to show up into a little town called Bethlehem and I'm going to lie in a food trough and wise men are going to come and present me gifts and angels are going to show up out of heaven and say, glory to God in the highest and on earth. And you're like, is this Christmas? Yeah, it's Christmas in July right now, everybody. And he's going to show up. And he's going to show what God wants to do in and through you and me. Paul wrote it this way. He says this in Philippians 2.5. I've shared this a lot. Have this attitude in yourself, which is also in Christ Jesus. So this is something for he says, I want you to ca capture this of what you need to have, kind of attitude you need to have. He says, who, as he already existed in the form of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped. In other words, he says, you know what? I'm going to leave my rightful place in heaven. I'm going to leave my rightful place on the throne. He says, I'm not going to consider equality with God, with God something to be grasped. But instead, verse 7, he says, but emptied himself, but emptied himself by taking the form of a bondservant and being born in the likeness of men. And then he says this, he says, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, death on a cross. And that's why the angels show up in a little town of Bethlehem and they show up to these shepherds tending to their sheep by night, right? And they make this statement. They say this, and an angel of the Lord suddenly stood near them and the glory of the Lord shone around them and they were terribly frightened because that's what the glory of the Lord will do. It will make you terribly frightened. And then they say this, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among people with whom he is pleased. So Jesus shows up, leaves his rightful place in heaven, 
zooms down to some little galaxy called the Milky Way galaxy, to a little planet called Earth, to a little town called Bethlehem. And he shows up in an appearance as a man and the likeness of a man. And he, he lives a life of perfect life, a sinless life. And he humbles himself and he becomes obedient to the call of God. He becomes obedient to the will of God. And he allows himself to be hung on a cross for your sin and for mine. So that you and I can know what it means to have peace on earth with those who he is pleased. Philippians says this, Paul says it this way, for this reason, the reason that I just explained to you, for this reason also, God highly exalted him and bestowed on him the name which is above every name. Oh, do we just sing these songs, by the way? He says this, verse 10, so that at the name of Jesus, so that the name of Jesus, every knee will bow of those who are in heaven and on earth and under the earth, verse 11, and that every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. For what purpose? For the glory of God the Father. For the glory of God the Father. So the recommendation that Paul would have is, hey, one day, one day, because of what Jesus has, has done and who Jesus is, that one day every knee will bow and every tongue will confess for the glory of God the Father. Listen, the recommendation that Paul would have for you is, if you haven't bowed your knee and you haven't confessed with your tongue that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father, you should do that. You should do that. Because by the time this happens, it might be too late for you. But you'll still do it. Every knee will bow and every tongue will confess. So the psalmist, the sons of Korah, do you remember this on Father's Day if you're here, the sons of Korah? Well, the sons of Korah wrote this and I think this is a great picture of what it looks like for us to live for the glory of God and not for ourselves. Here's what, and you know this one, you know this one. Stop striving. You know it in this way. Be still. Stop striving. Be still and know that I am God and I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted on the earth. In other words, you want to have a softened heart. You want to have a freshness about your faith. You want to know what it means to have peace on earth to those who God is pleased with? Stop striving or be still and know that he is God and he will be exalted in, among the nations and he will be exalted on the earth. In other words, life and your existence and mine are not about me and they're not about you. It's all about him. You live and I live. You breathe and I breathe for the very purposes of God, for the glory 
of God. Not your glory or mine. Not what I want or you want, what you think is best or what I think is best. It's all for God. So be still. Stop striving and know that he is God. He's a God who thinks up of billions of galaxies. Who do we think we are <laughs> who live in a little itty bitty planet called Earth in a galaxy, I like doing that, a galaxy called the Milky Way galaxy. Who do we think we are? So stop striving. Be still. My version, chill out <laughs> and know that he is God. So um, to illustrate it, uh, I have this poster up, okay? I'm a basketball fan. I'm a Michael Jordan fan, okay? So this poster, I hope it's in the, in the shot at home for people at home that are watching. So this poster, you can see, where? Okay. So this poster is, I'm getting coached. Keep going. Okay, keep going, keep going. Okay. Am I in? Everybody from home watching? There you go. We're, we, we, don't, we don't forget about you at home, people. We love you. We thank you for watching. We're grateful that you're, you're with us, okay? Those that are in the room, everybody, you guys can just relax for a second, okay? I'm just talking to the people that are at home, all right? Okay. I just want to make sure that they, they get this illustration. Okay, so, um, so this is a picture of, and this is, you, I, you immediately look at this, and you know what this is about, right? Like, you immediately look, look I'm not going to insult your intelligence. This picture is about one person named Michael Jordan, right? It's so much about Michael Jordan that everything else is in black and white except for Michael Jordan, Right now, it doesn't mean now. This is this is this would be true for me and, and probably true for you. It doesn't mean that it isn't still cool that if you're that you're in the shot, wouldn't it be? Like, come on, people at home, yeah, yes, that would be cool. Write it in the chat. All right, wouldn't it be cool? Like, I, it would just be amazing. Like, if if I saw this this poster at a store, and I would have been like, I was at that game. And I remember that shot. And I was sitting right behind that basket. If it was me, I would have bought that poster and I would have looked for me. <laughs> you would too. Like, don't sit there. Come on, everybody. Don't make me feel like a goof. All right. I would be like, I think there, there I am. And I would take this poster and I'd be like, hey, do you see me? <laughs> I was there. Look, look at me. Like, there's my face. Like, if you get an up cl close to this, it's kind of interesting to see people's faces and di different people's reactions just in that still shot. And it's just so like us, right? It's so like us to think, 
it's about me. Like, I, like, ev- like everybody's buying this poster because there you are in the corner. <laughs> there I am. You would probably even buy it if you were up here somewhere. You're like, I wasn't in here, but I was up here. But what is it really about? Now, is it cool that you get to be in the picture? Is it cool that you get to be a part? Of course. But it's about him. It ain't about you. It's about him. It's cool that you and I still get to be a part of the story of God. But it isn't about you. You're just this girl going. (laughs) Or you're just this guy going. Or you're just this dude over here just going. It's, it's cool that you and I get to be a part of the story of God, but it's about his glory. It's about him. It's not about me or you. So stop striving and like this picture, just be still. Just be still and know that he's God. A few uh, number, number of years ago, back in the time of Moses, <laughs> I made it sound like five years ago, <laughs> 10 years ago. Like, no, 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 thousands and thousands of years ago. <laughs> it was a terrible setup. So Moses, let me just say that. So Moses on one occasion, was so excited that he could be a part of the story of God. You're like, I'm not Moses. I'm not Moses. I get it. But listen, Moses was so pumped that he could be a part of the story of God and what God was doing that he asked God a question. Here's what he asked. He says, He says, the Lord said to Moses, I will also do this thing of which you have spoken, for you have found favor in my sight. Now that's, listen to me. I know you don't think you're Moses, but you're better than Moses. Okay, I know that that sounds weird, but it's true. Okay, new covenant, new, like you're you're better than Moses. So he's saying, listen, he, God told Moses, I have found favor, you have found favor in my sight because I have known you by name. Listen, that's true. Get that in your head right now, okay? That's true for you. That's true for you, okay? So Moses' response to God saying I, that I have found favor, I have found favor in you and that you're, you are known by my name, which is un- unbelievably amazing, right? Thinking about the God and, and, and thinking about the expanse of the universe and thinking about that God left this place in heaven to come to this earth, right? All these things that we, we just sort of blow our minds that, that he knows you and I by name. He knows your name. 
So Moses' response was this to that, verse 18. Then Moses said, please show me your glory. Like, you got to read the Bible with, with its, you know, punctuation, right? Like, there's an exclamation point there. Please show me your glory. So God, it doesn't say it this way. This is just my interpretation of it. God had to have chuckled. Because what God says next to Moses, he, he said basically this. If I showed you all of my glory, you wouldn't survive. You wouldn't survive. But what I'll do is this, Moses. I'll show you just a, just a little glimpse of me. I'll show you, in the Bible it says, I'll show you my backside. That's glory that I don't want to see from you, okay? That's, that's, but God's like, I'm going to show you just my backside. I'm going to pass by and I'm going to just show you a little bit of my glory. And so Moses shows up at the place where God tells him to show up. And it was, if you, you got to read this, it's in Exodus 33. And, 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 and Moses shows up where God tells him to show up. And, and it was, it was terrifying for Moses, that experience was horrifying for Moses. That God just showed up and it was just, it was terror for Moses. And then as God passes by and Moses is sheltering himself from the glory of God and the power of God and the majesty of God and the might of God and the beauty of God, he's sheltering himself. Trying, I mean, think of the worst storm you've ever been into and how much that has terrified you and multiply that by a billion. That's how horrifying this was for Moses. And then God passes by. And look what God says as God passes by. Exodus 34. Then the Lord passed by in front of him and proclaimed this. The Lord, the Lord God, who is compassionate and merciful, slow to anger and abounding in faithfulness and truth. And Moses is going, so this is the glory that you want me to see. This is the glory that you want me to know. Because if you showed me all of you, I wouldn't survive. But God says, I'm just gonna show you enough of my glory so that you can in turn project and share and contribute that glory to the world. And so God passes by and he says, this is the, what I want you to see. I want you to see my compassion and I want you to see my mercy and I want you to see my patience and I want you to see how I am abounding in faithfulness and truth. And this is the glory of God that he wants us to experience his compassion, his mercy, his patience, and how he is faithful and he is true. So Moses comes down from this mountain after experiencing this glory from God and he comes down this mountain and Moses, after time with God, is 
comes down and he shows himself to, to the people of God that are waiting down at the foothills of this mountain. And he's shining. He's shining. Remember this? If you read Exodus 34, he's glowing because he's, he's been with the Lord. And he's seen a part of the, the Lord. And he's experienced his compassion. And he's experienced his mercy. And he experienced his patience. And he experienced his faithfulness. And he's experienced his truth. And he's experienced his, his grace, right? And so because he's, he's experienced that for himself, he's glowing. He's shining bright. And so he shows up to the people of God after he's experiencing this with God and he's shining bright and they're going, and, and they're going Moses, cover that up, man. Like you're blinding us. And Moses is like, I just, I just have been with God. I, I've been with God. I, I, I know his compassion. I know his mercy. I know his patience. I know his faithfulness. I know his truth. I've just, I've just been with God. And it was, it was a part of the glory of God that God just wanted me to experience. And it's a part of the glory of God that he wants you to experience. Because when you experience that glory, you'll, you and I will be like Moses, who are able to shine his light to a world. And the way that we do that is we are compassionate. The way that we do that is we show mercy. The way that we do that, we are slow to anger. The way that we do that, we are abounding in faithfulness and truth. And the people of God were like, Moses, cover that up. And Moses did. Moses put a veil over his face to hide the, the glory of God through him. To hide the, what God wanted to show and reveal through him, he put a veil over his face. So the apostle Paul writes this letter to this church in Corinth. And here's what he tells them about that incident. Here's what he says. 2 Corinthians. He says this. I'm just going to move this out of the way. And we are not like Moses who used to put a veil over his face so that the sons of Israel would not stare at the end of what was fading away. But then he says this, but we all, who's we? Me, us, right? But we all, with unveiled faces, looking as in a mirror at the glory of Lord, at the glory of Lord, are being transformed into the same image from glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the Spirit. And what is he saying? Here's what he's saying. Moses put a veil to, to, to block from the glory of God that he had with God, he put a veil, and, and Paul is saying, don't do that. Don't do that. You don't, you don't have to put a veil. Shine that bright. Shine it bright. Shine it bright. Like, like, like God is, we all with unveiled faces as looking in a mirror of the glory of God are being transformed. What does that mean? It means that God is changing you into who? Into the image of his son, Jesus. From glory to glory, just as from the Lord, the spirit. What does that mean? That means that God wants you and I to look like Jesus and to be transformed and to show the glory of God. What does that look like? That looks like compassion. 
slow to anger. That looks like being patient. That looks like being faithful. That looks like truth. That's what it looks like for us. He says, don't be like Moses. Be like Jesus. Don't be like Moses. Be like Jesus. And allow the Spirit of God to transform your life from the inside out. So Paul goes on to say this in verse, uh, next chapter, verse 1. Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we don't lose heart. We don't get discouraged. We don't give up. We don't quit. That God has given us this ministry to shine a light to a world. Because why? Because we've received his mercy. We've received his kindness. We've received his compassion. So, so Paul said, listen, we don't give up. We don't quit. We, we keep going. We keep striving to be like Jesus. Not like Moses, but like Jesus. And he says this, For God, who said, Light shall shine out of darkness, is the one who has shown in our hearts to give the light of the knowledge and of the glory of God in the face of Christ. So God says, listen, like that Jordan poster, it's not about you. But you're in the shot. But you're in the shot. That's pretty cool. And you and I don't have to put veil over our faces. We don't have to hide our light, put it under a bushel like Jesus taught, right? Instead, he wants us to shine our light how do we shine our light? How do we show the glory of God through the face of Jesus Christ? By showing compassion, by showing mercy, by being slow to anger, right? By being faithful, by demonstrating truth. All these things that God demonstrated when he passed by Moses. He says, this is what I want you to exhibit. This is what I want you to shine. This is what it looks like to show the glory of God in your life and in mine. So quickly, let me give you three very practical things. Quickly, okay? Here's what Paul says in Romans 15, 7. Therefore, accept one another just as Christ also accepted us. For what reason? For the glory of God. Very practical reason. Accept one another. In other words, welcome one another. Just as you were welcomed by God into his family, just like you and I were welcomed into the picture, you are to welcome one another. You are to accept one another. This is what he's saying to us. And the way that we do that is by showing acceptance and being welcoming to not just the people that are like us, but the people that are maybe different from us. Maybe they're not your people. Maybe they don't have the same points of view as you. Maybe they don't have the same you know, framework of life that you have. Maybe they don't have the same experiences that you had. But Jesus is saying, listen, he's going, listen, I want you to be welcoming. I want you to be accepting. Why? Because you weren't anything like Jesus and he still welcomed you in to his story. Jesus said it this way. He says, but I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. 
Now, this is hard Christianity, right? Jesus is like, listen, listen. I don't, I don't want you to just like pray for the people that, you know, you, you are in your family. I don't, want, I don't want you to just pray for the people that you work with, though many of us probably aren't doing that. He says, I want you to, I want you to love the people. And he uses enemies, but they're really just people that are just different than you. They're not like you. They don't have the same points of view. They, don't, they, 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 they vote differently, right? So let's just think of that in those terms, right? They vote differently. They have different perspective. They have different opinion, okay? Okay, so let's think of the, 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 for all intents, those are your enemies is what he would say. He says, I want you to love them. I want you to love them. And I, I, want, you to, I want you to pray for those who persecute you. Those of you that think that you're you know, weird for being a Jesus follower, those of you that think you, you know, that this is ridiculous or who would have this kind of faith. He says, I want you to pray for those. Why, 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 Jesus would say, why? He says, verse 45, so that you may prove yourself to be the sons of your father who is in heaven, for he causes his son to rise on the evil and the good, and he sends rain on the righteous and the unrighteous. He says, I want you to prove yourself to be my sons or daughters. That's why you love the people that are not like you. That's why you pray for the people that even when they hurt your feelings, you pray for them. Because that will prove that you are sons and daughters. You'll prove that you're my children. Because God, that's what God does. God causes sun to rise on the evil and the good. God causes rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. And that's what you and I ought to do. And then he says this. For if we, if you love those who love you, what reward do you have? Then he really digs in. Even the tax collectors, do they not do the same? And you're like, tax collector, like that guy, he helps me out. I get my taxes in, you know, and he, for this, this is like these guys at this time in, in history, these guys were the worst of the worst. And Jesus is going, if you just love those who love you, what reward do you have in that? Even like, even the tax collectors do that. And then he says this. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what? Then he asks this great question. I, and I hope you ask yourself this. And if you greet only your brothers and sisters, what more are you doing than others? Even the Gentiles do they not do the same Gentiles, which is you and I, by the way. <laughs> he says, I, 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 want you to, I want you to be accepting and I want you to be welcoming. Not just the people that love you. Not just the people that you are alike and you agree with and you have the same opinions on. I want you to be welcoming to every single person because our heavenly father causes sun to rise on the evil and on the good and he causes rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. So for the glory of God and you shining bright not like Moses, but like Jesus, and not putting that veil over your face or not putting a bushel under your light, 
But showing the glory of God is by just saying, hey, listen, I'm welcoming, I'm accepting one another. Why? Because I was a sinner, because I was broken, because I was evil, because I was unrighteous, and he welcomed me into the story of God. I got to be in the picture. And it ain't about you. It's all about him. It ain't about you. It's all about him. And when you make it about him and not about you, you know what you become? You show the glory of God. And you know, you know what you do when you show the glory of God? You show compassion. You show mercy. You are slow to anger. You are faithful. You are gracious. And you demonstrate truth. That's the glory of God. That's you shining your face. That's you being transformed in the image of Jesus. It's you to a world showing him, not Jordan, Jesus. It's you to a world showing him because what the world needs is not more of you. You be still. You chill out. You're like, you chill out, pastor, right now. You need to chill out. I will. I get excited. I get excited. I love the Bible. You know that? I love the Bible. You should, it's amazing. You should read it. It's incredible. Or just show up on Sunday and I'll give you lunch, okay? That was last week, reference last week. Don't be like, don't be like a tax collector. No offense to any tax collectors in the room. It's not time. Don't, don't be like everybody else who just, who just loves the people that love them back. Don't do that. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Be like Jesus. Oh, you know the one that every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that he is Lord to the glory of the Father. So let's be a church that's like Jesus and not like Moses. He said, oh, I don't want to put a, I don't want to show the light. That looks weird. That looks, people make fun of me and I just look goofy and I, I'm just going to put a veil over. Paul's going, no, 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 no. Take the veil off. Take the veil off. Take the veil off and shine bright. Because what the world needs, it needs less of you and less of me. It needs more of Jesus. So let's welcome, let's accept, not just the people that are like us, agree with us, think like us, perspective like us. Let's welcome everyone. Why, 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 why? Because Jesus would say, because I want every single person to know and to have a relationship with my son, Jesus. I want them to see his compassion. I want them to see his mercy. I want them to see his grace. I want them to see his love. I want them to see his forgiveness. I want them to see how he's patient. I want them to see how he's faithful, how he's kind, 
how he's loving, how there's no one like him. Nothing rivals him, not a thing. So that's why we shine bright for the world to see the glory of God in the face of Jesus. So don't be like everybody else. Let's not be a church like everybody else. Let's shine bright. Let's shine bright. I only got to one out of the three. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Father, we thank you so much that one day we're going to be in the city in heaven and in there's going to be no need of a sun or a moon. <laughs> Which, by the way, is just this ordinary run-of-the-mill star out of the countless stars that you've created in the expanse of your universe. And for some reason, I guess because you, what you tell us, out of your great love for us, that you came out of eternity, out of heaven, and you came to our little galaxy called the Milky Way to our little planet that you made and you came to this earth because you love this earth and you wanted every single person on this earth to experience how you are accepting and how much you are welcoming and you wanted us to just know that we can be in the picture. That it's not about us, it's only about you, but we can be in the picture. And in the picture, we can show you. We can point to you. That we can say it's all about you. And how you are a God of glory and the glory that you've revealed to Moses and you reveal to us through your son Jesus is a God of compassion, a God of mercy, a God of grace, a God of love, a God of forgiveness, a God who is faithful, a God who is true and real. And for some reason or another, you allow us to have a part in that. That just as you said light shine into darkness, you've shone into our hearts. You've shined that light into our hearts to give the light, to give the knowledge, and to show the glory of your son Jesus. And God, I just pray, God, that we are more like Jesus than we are like Jesus. Moses, that we're not people who hide our light. We're not people who put a veil over our face, over our life, that we shine it bright for a world to see. And we're just like you. We're welcoming and we're accepting. And God, I just pray, Lord, that every single person that we come across whether we agree with them or disagree with them, whether we uh, they share the same opinions or framework of life, that we let them know that you are a God who welcomes and accepts them. Not as just as they are, but what, who they can become in your son, Jesus. And we thank you for that truth and that transforming work in our lives. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.
God bless you. Have a great Sunday, everybody.